Welcome to the Proud Police Wife Podcast with Rebecca Lynn, where we have honest, real, and encouraging conversations for law enforcement families. Welcome to episode 39 of the Proud Police Wife Podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Lynn, and joining me today is Jillian from Beauty, Sleep, and Babies. And we will be talking about finding yourself through Leo life or police wife life and motherhood. So Jillian is a police wife and boy mama, helping herself and others balance motherhood, self-care, wellness, and beauty inside and out. After losing herself in the shuffle of motherhood and the demands of being a police wife, she lets you in on her journey into loving herself again and finding a way to reach her goals. She's in network marketing and a newly stay-at-home mom. Jillian loves to help others feel empowered, worthy, and inspired. So Jillian, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. Very, very excited. I'm excited to chat about everything today. I am too. And I am a follower of yours as well. And so um, I love that we finally get to do this and just have some time to chat because it's always nice to be able to do that with other people that you follow. So yeah. So before we get started, I just want to say thank you for being so open and willing to come on and talk about the struggles of motherhood while also navigating the demands of being a police spouse. Because truthfully, I think um, this is where it gets so muddy sometimes is Mm -hmm. you're trying to find that balance of your spouse working in law enforcement while also uh, becoming, you know, moms possibly and you know, if you're in that role, you just understand what it's like to kind of be in the thick of it. And when you're trying to balance both of those, it can be difficult. Sometimes it can be really hard to kind of find your own way. And I resonate because I know, um, you know, what I had just shared was that you kind of, you know, lost yourself in the shuffle Mm -hmm. of motherhood and demands of being a police wife. And that was my journey as well, too. It was, um, you know, right after my son was born, but I was starting this blog while also taking care of three kids. And I just felt like I didn't know myself anymore. And so it took a lot of time to um, figure that out, but let's talk about you. So what were some of your biggest struggles with motherhood and the demands of being a police spouse? Well, so it, if you think about it, my husband was a police officer before we had my first son, Carson, who is now four. And there were times that, yes, the schedule really stinks and I'm not downplaying that. And there's times where you feel super lonely and everything, but you don't have as much of a weight of responsibility. So there were times, and I'm not going to lie, like he'd have to work and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I get to binge this Netflix show, drink a glass of wine and like hang out by myself. And it felt good, like cuddle right. my dog. It was like a little vacation sometimes. Yes, yeah. But then Carson came and I was working full-time. I had a career in higher education. Um, I worked in admissions specifically for several several years before I had Carson. And it's no secret that most of the time, this is moms in general, but especially when you're a police wife, you are the default parent. Through and through, you are the default parent with everything. Your kid is sick they have a doctor's appointment, whatever it is, like you're typically the one who has to rearrange your schedule, take sick time, personal time. If you're working to be there because your husband or your spouse's schedule is not reliable. And they're, my husband's sleeping right now because he worked on too. So it's just, it's one of those things that you just have. And that was my biggest struggle is all of a sudden going from having no kids to 
one kid is such a big change in your life. And then I'm navigating all of these things that my husband can't do. And as supportive as a partner he is, he can't be all the things that I had to be. Right. So all of a sudden I was only a mom. Like that's my only identity. I didn't enjoy the things that I did before. I hardly had time to myself. I felt so much guilt even leaving my son for things because I was working full time because I was the only one there a lot of times. And it was just like this guilt-ridden feeling of like only being able to be his mom and be a police wife. And that was it. Like there was nothing else. I like had nothing left in me and I was exhausted. Yeah. And And it was just one of those things that was like, I didn't even realize it was happening though. That was the craziest part is like, you're in this fog and you're like, you have no idea. You're just doing it. You're going through the motions like on autopilot in everything. Absolutely. And I even, it's funny. So the newsletter that I sent out, I sent a newsletter out um, on Tuesdays and the email newsletter that went out this morning, I touched on that a little bit about how um, we can be so tired sometimes because Mm -hmm. our spouse's jobs don't allow them to be flexible. We are forced to have to be those flexible ones. And it's not that they don't want to. It's not that they're not supportive parents. They absolutely are but it has to be when they're off or, um, you know, they can't just say, Oh, you know, gotta go. I'm, you know, I'm in the middle of a rest, but I got to leave, you know? And so really it's, we have to be the ones that make ourselves available and with our jobs, with, with everything. And so it is a huge struggle to just kind of be, you know, quote unquote, thrown into that when we weren't so much before, like, you know, when you're on your own, okay, something breaks in the house. We can wait a few days until the Mm -hmm. spouse is off or whatever, but kids can't wait. And so we have to be the ones to be that default and it can be hard and tiring sometimes. And you're right. I think, um, you just get so entrenched, like in the throes of the mundane, like doing the everyday that you don't realize sometimes when it's like, you're like, wow, this is all I do. And it's really hard. Yeah. And then the added piece too, of just like when they come home, not unloading on them because you don't know what kind of night they had. And sometimes when my husband walks in the door, I can see it on his face that like, he's just like shut off in some capacity. And that's like, when you want to vent and you want to say all these things and you haven't seen them in five days and you're like, X, Y, and Z, and you can't tell you. Right. Oh, that's hard too. <laughs> it is. And they need that decompression time, but it's hard to balance when we also need that decompression yeah. time, right? <laughs> it's like, we need to connect with our spouse and we need to share so much. And I think the hardest part of that was for me when not when things went bad, but when something exciting happened and like, I could not wait to share and tell him, but I knew he was like, so exhausted or needed to get to bed yeah. or, you know, we, we were ships in the night. And so there was no time to do that. And I didn't want to share it over text message and be disappointed because I wouldn't get an answer for hours and hours <laughs> and hours. So I think it's hard too, when you have that exciting information that you want to share, but yes, definitely. So did you have a pivoting moment when you realized you wanted to find more balance and choose you in these struggles? And if so, can you tell us about that? Yes. So when COVID happened, I was forced to slow down. I was all of a sudden going from working in an office to working from home. 
And I was fortunate enough that my mother-in-law stayed home with my son and was in our house. Um, so I really got to spend more time with him in a capacity I didn't do before. And I was forced to slow down. I wasn't going all these places. I wasn't doing a bunch of things. And even my husband's schedule kind of shifted a little bit. They had them like do on-call shifts to minimize how many people were around each other. Right. So he was home a little bit more. And all of a sudden I looked back and I was like, what have I done for the last 15 months? Like, why do I feel this way? And all of a sudden I was just realizing that I needed something for me again, because I was forced to like sit in my feelings and slow down and not be stuck in the motions in the same way that I was like not having to rush out the door in the morning and all of that really just changed things for me. And it was like that break that I needed, even though it was so hard for so many people, it was one of those things that really made me take a look at what I was doing and my lifestyle and everything and forced me to start thinking about me again. That's so great. And honestly, I know there's so many bad things that came from that time period, but I think you're right. There are silver linings sometimes, and there are some good things. And um, I know you probably know this, but like I share on this on Instagram all the time that um, we, that's exactly what we sort of did too, was we looked at our lives and decided like, this is, you know, not how we want to raise our kids. And, and part of that was like getting away from a busy neighborhood. Like we were tired of peopling and we were tired of hustle and bustle. Like it made us realize like, we actually want that quiet. We actually want that peace and that slow down. And so that's when we like moved and got property and, and because we want that every day, but you know, I'm, I think a lot of people can probably resonate with that because uh, that time period, that COVID and, and the heightened awareness with law enforcement or sensitivity, I think you could say with, you know, uh, it was even you know super political, like that whole time period, I think we all sort of learned something and mm-hmm. made us, whether it's, it was about ourselves or our beliefs or, um, you know, things we're passionate about or the way we support law enforcement, whatever it may be. I think we, a lot of us, you know, had some realizations during that time. What are some of the areas you changed or focused on more so that you could better balance these areas of your life? So I actually really took a look back at the things that I enjoyed before I became a mom and that was moving my body. It was makeup and skincare and all the girly things and all that stuff. So I started by, because I was working from home and didn't have to put on office clothes, (laughs) I started by working out on my lunch break. I joined a women's fitness group where she was doing online workouts. And it was actually someone who I reconnected with from my past, who I went to college with. And through that, I got introduced to just so much more. I am, like you said, I'm in network marketing. So I became an Arbonne consultant in May of 2020 because I was so passionate about self-care and and all of those things that really just aligned with who I was as a woman and a mom. And I also really realized that like, I wanted to be home with my son. I wanted to be there and be there for everything. Just add more crazy to my life. So I just decided to start doing things for me again. And something I always, always, always say two things And I want everyone to hear this and I want you to like 
replay it and play it again. I want my children to be my reason and never my excuse. And I was letting my son be my excuse. I was letting him, not letting him steal my identity. It wasn't his fault, but I was being only his mom. And that's not fair to him. I want him to have the best version of me. And now I have two, but I speak about Carson because Carson was the only one there at the time. Logan is almost six months old. So still a little guy. Uh, Yeah. Um, And then the other thing I say too, is I think that sometimes we get on this train of like, yes, let's do for us. Let's do for us. And then we lose momentum because a lot of times it's not about motivation. It's about discipline and remembering yourself and remembering to do things for you. So I also say that when your why has eyes, you'll never quit. And my kids are my why. They're the reason that I keep doing things for me, even if it means letting my four-year-old watch his Kindle while I get a 20-minute workout in and giving him that screen time so that I get that break. Right. And just finding ways to fit things in for myself while still being an amazing mom. And I've gotten to this place in my life where I feel so balanced and comfortable with who I am and who I am as their mom that I'm just so confident in my ability to take care of them and take care of me too. That is so great. And I love that you said going back to what you loved before and finding those hobbies and uh, you know, just reconnecting with things that you loved before you were a mom and before you were uh, your you know spouse was in law enforcement. And I think that's so important because it's easy to lose those things. I feel like it's so easy to drop things off your plate that um, you know take time because we all have the same amount of time and we all um, you know choose to use that time in a certain way. And so you know. But I think it's harder for us to say, oh, I'm going to use that time for me. It's a lot harder to say, like, I'm going to take 30 minutes for me here and 30 minutes for me here. It's easy to let that go and just, you know, just do for our kids and just do for the house and just do for work and all of the things. But, um, you know, things aren't running if you're not running. So exactly. it's really important to do that. And um, And I think that's really great advice for someone else that, you know, can be struggling right now too. So mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. So that kind of rolls into my next question, which is what advice will you have for listeners walking in similar shoes? So whether they're um, spouses, maybe they're moms too, um, but who are just kind of like in the thick of these struggles, what advice would you have for them? This is my favorite part of everything. As you know, because you followed me on social media and you've gotten to know me, I love to help people find clarity and their passion and their purpose, Yeah, not just in what I do for my business, but also just personally. And my best advice is just pick one thing, one thing to focus on first and really try to, you'll, you'll start to see that it has this trickle effect in your life. So maybe for me, it was like a consistent somewhat morning routine. Yes. With small children, our mornings are unpredictable. They're crazy, but even if it's just like trying to get up five minutes before they do 10 minutes before they do to have a moment or say, I'm going to move my body in some way every day, even if it's just for five minutes, even if it means I do squats every time I go wash my hands and go to the bathroom or something like that. (laughs) Just start with something small and you'll start to see that you can stack habits. And that's what I did is I started with just a little bit of movement. And then I started working on more things like mindset stuff and journaling and 
gratitudes and those types of things. And then it just kept adding up and doing more. And I'm in a little bit of a weird season right now with having another child and getting right. used to being it takes a mom too. So some yes. of the stuff I've scaled back a little bit in the beginning, but now that he's almost six months old, he's like, he just turned five months on the 21st, but I'm starting to like get back in that habit. And because I already laid that groundwork, it was really easy to do. So my best advice is start with a baby step, decide what is your biggest struggle right now and figure out how you can improve that struggle with just one small thing. And you really will start to realize that it's going to trickle into your life positively and you're going to be able to stack better habits and, and things like that. Well, and I love that you talked about habit stacking. So for people that don't know what it is, it's like, for me, I feel like we know what it is. So it's easy to be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Can you just real quick, briefly explain habit stacking for people that may not know? Yes. So habit stacking is, like I said, starting with one thing and then continuing to build on that. So think of it like, I don't know, a sandwich, right? Right, (laughs) right. (laughs) That where you build it to where you want it to be. So starting with something like your morning routine, getting really good at that, and then adding something else that you want to add on. So maybe after morning routine, it's working out, or maybe it's making sure you listen to some sort of mindset podcast each day and just slowly adding and adding and adding until you are at this place where you feel like all of your habits are in place. And it's not, not every day is going to look perfect. So don't Right, beat right. yourself up on that, but yes. also just know that once you start one thing, it just has this effect in your life of just keeping and going. Yeah. And for me, like one example is I was really bad at taking my vitamins, like really bad. And I just would never remember. And so for me, I needed to like actually move the vitamins to a location that I would like see them every single day. And so now instead of just being like, oh, did I take my vitamins? I take my vitamins while I'm making my coffee. So I make my coffee, grab my water, Mm -hmm. take my, like I had to be able to take one thing that I needed to do and pair it with something else and pair it with another habit. Like I'm already there making my coffee. I see my vitamins, like I'm going to actually grab them and take them. And, and so just doing one small thing and pairing it with another habit you're already doing so that you remember to do that. And it can be big. It can be small. Um, for me, I had to start like really, really small. And, um, and then it's like clockwork. It's super easy now. And, Mm -hmm. and I don't forget. And Unless and it becomes second nature and in, in yeah, some capacity. Right. Unless like my kids interrupt me at that exact moment. <laughs> but yep. other than that, then, you know, we're good. To <laughs> That's go. mom life in a nutshell. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But well, Julian, thank you so much for coming on to talk and just sharing so much positivity with our audience. I know that um, I'm just glad that we got to talk about motherhood a little bit. I feel like we could talk about that for a really long time, but I think it's really important for those of us who, one, if you're embarking on that journey, like maybe you're going to have kids in the near future or, um, you know, you have little ones. It can be really hard to find other people that resonate with what you're going through, especially Mm -hmm. in law enforcement life. So I'm glad we got to talk on those things. Me too. So where can our listeners follow you or connect with you outside of the podcast? So you can find me on Instagram at beauty, sleep, and babies. It's beauty, sleep, underscore, 
or yeah, beauty sleep underscore and babies. So you can find me there. I'm always in my stories and whatnot. And if you are needing encouragement or anything, I have actually, I have like a couple mama groups on Facebook and things like that too, where you can find some additional support there as well. And my DMs are always open. I love chatting about this stuff. So if there's anything that resonated with you or if you have questions at all, just let me know and I'd be happy to talk. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you like today's episode and past episodes, please be sure to leave a rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts.